Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is La Alba, and I'm an extreme extrovert. It is so nice outside right now. It's really nice outside, actually. I don't really know exactly what the weather is. Let me go check really quick. I'm going to peek on my... Oh, 81 degrees. Look at that. 81 degrees already. This is so amazing. Um... <laughs> the weather always makes me feel a lot happier. I think that's everyone. Um, that's why I was kind of thinking of moving somewhere a little bit warmer, but Minneapolis, the summers are just amazing. Um, so this morning, I kind of got thought I got uh, stuck in a thought um, that evolved around feelings. I don't know if everyone's seen um. In in and out, I think is it? Um, yeah, it's that one movie about it's. I believe it's Pixar. Um, in and out uh, movie about feelings, or is it out? No, it's not in and out. Okay, okay, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking it up right now. What is it called? It's actually called. Oh, Inside Out. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so bad with names. Inside Out. Okay, thanks for uh, being uh, patient with me there. Okay, Inside Out. Okay, so I don't know if anyone, if everyone's seen that movie, Inside Out. Um, I'll do a quick recap if someone hasn't. So Inside Out is about a family. And the family is, you know, a white father, white mom, white girl. Um you know, kind of typical family. Um, they live all together in a place where I guess it snows and it rains. and So some place, you know, where they experience seasons. And they end up moving to a new state that, you know, has different customs, different things. And um, the whole movie is about these main core feelings, um, fear, disgust, anger, and joy, and sadness, sander, sadness, yeah, um, and all these emotions kind of interact with each other, and it's, like, kind of showing the, um, emotions as, like, figures, as, like, little characters, and how they interact with each other. And depending on how they react with each other, it forms memories or, like, emotional connections to things that happen in this girl's life, right? And it's actually a really cute movie. Um, there's this particular scene where um, the girl is experiencing some sadness because she misses her friends when, and, you know, misses the life that she had before she moved to this new state. And so the feeling of sadness is, you know, creeping along. You know, the other emotions are trying to get this girl, you know, regulated and maintaining her life. And sadness kind of creeps up because it, it, you know, she's, they're always kind of telling sadness, the character, to stay away. And she ends up touching one of the emotions or one of the memories that this girl is forming. And she turns it into a very sad moment. A sad memory. And it's kind of symbolic, this movie, in a way. Because it kind of shows how sometimes we want to refrain or, like, restrict ourselves from feeling certain emotions. You know, like, 
um, someone dies, someone breaks up with you, um, you experience any kind of significant loss. You experience um, sobriety even. You know, sobriety can be seen as a loss for some people because, you know, they lose experiences that, or, you know, miss experiences that they have. And it's okay to mourn those experiences and say, you know, I might not have them again. Anyway, so it's symbolic for saying that sadness is an essential emotion. As much as we want to push away sadness, and we don't actually have to think about sadness in particular, but we could think about any kind of emotion. Maybe even anger, you know? Maybe your partner does something that you didn't like, but you don't want to seem like, you know, a bitch, or you don't want to get angry, so you push it aside. And when you push it aside, it always kind of comes creeping in, trying to take its turn, you know? And in regards to sadness, you know, they were, they were restricting sadness from really participating. And eventually, they, the feelings, the characters of the feelings, joy and sadness, they kind of get into a fight. Like, just kind of a physical, like, trying to battle, like, who's going to, um, you know, control this lady's emotions. It's kind of hard to explain if you don't see the movie, but you should definitely see it. Inside Out. And they end up like messing up the area that holds up all these emotions and shuts the girl's whole brain down. She doesn't die, but she just becomes numb. So it's like she doesn't experience joy or sadness. She's just numb now because all the emotions, all the memories got turned off. And the whole movie is sadness and joy, those particular characters going through this woman's, like, this girl's mind and fixing the motions and putting them together. Um, and it's very interesting. I really think it's a good movie to look at in regards to anything <laughs> and motions in general. Um, and I know for me... Um, I, I did experience a lot of these feelings when I first became sober. I, I really did kind of connect my past with how I was feeling in my future. And in my present, I mean, I can't dictate what I'm going to feel in the future. That's silly. I meant like in the, you know, the present. Like sometimes I'd look back and be like, oh, I can't ever go to brunch with my friends anymore because I'm sober, you know, and that made me feel really depressed. That made me feel like, oh, I'm never going to have these experiences. And this is a less serious example, but for example, like me, it's okay to feel sadness. It's okay to miss these experiences. But then again, it's okay to still feel happy and um, engaging with people that you love, but maybe in a different way. There, it, it's interesting that there can be a coexistence of emotions. And I think that sometimes we forget that these coexistences can play hand in hand. You know, especially if we're stuck in our emotions or stuck in my, our mind. I know when I get stuck in my mind, when I'm really getting hung up on like, to the past and, like, what I'm missing out on, um, I get distracted because I'm, like, you know, reminiscing on old times that I really will not experience um, ever again because they're in the past. 
but it also distracts you. It also distracts me because when I'm in the past, I'd, I'm not thinking about what's right in front of me and what I'm making for the future as well. Because I can also, and I can also enjoy my life and enjoy my future, and still recognize that I enjoy my past as well. This is really weird. I found a random onion. <laughs> Kind of strange. Found a random onion. <laughs> that was really distracting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was just an onion, like, sitting on the side of the road. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Does that ever happen to anybody? You're just, like, on a tangent, and then all of a sudden something really random happens, and you're like, oh, my God. Now I can't gain focus. Um, but anyway. Oh, yeah. We were talking about emotions. Anyway, but yeah, we can move on from that. Um, I feel like some, like, idealistic emotions are, like, more, like, some are more, like, normal to, like, I, I know, oh, man, I really shouldn't say normal. Some of them are more acceptable, I guess, in society than other ones. Like, one that I find really interesting in regards to, like, emotions and stuff, uh, emotional regulation is, like, grief. Because grief can last a long time. And I realize, like, kind of in our society, like, a lot of people will expect you to grieve something. Whether it's a loss of a physical thing or an emotional thing or a change of an event. And then they'll be like, okay, let's move on. Let's get over it. And it's like, you don't ever get over it. You know, you just work through it. And that, that wording is very important to me because working through something means that you acknowledge that it's there. Getting over it is like, I, I literally think of someone jumping over it, like, oops, okay, never mind, that's not gonna bother me, which it obviously does. Um, and I think when I think of sobriety, I think of it as a continuum of going through things that are difficult. For example, like, I don't know, triggers, um, feelings that you maybe might not have experienced before or even remember experiencing because you were so preoccupied in your addiction. One point that I believe I shared in a podcast before, but I really like the idea um, when I was reading the books Alcohol Anonymous, the big book, um, it really just kind of explains um, the idea of alcohol as a allergy. And I remember referencing this in my other podcast. But this has been really set, setting well with me. I shared it with my group today. I shared it in rehab. And, you know, I just, I just feel so like... Like, it's less of me having to control something that I don't want to control compared to, like, you know. The best way to explain this is when you go to a restaurant and someone's like, hey, do you want to drink? And you're like, no, thank you, I'm aller- I'm, I have an allergy. Like, I'm allergic. I can't have it. People don't ask questions, you know. If you go to a party and you're like, oh, no, I don't drink. For some reason, people like to ask. People are like, oh... Are you sober? Oh, do you have a problem? 
And at, at one point you're like, bitch, I do. I do. But that's not the point here. The point is I'm just prioritizing my life and my decisions. But, you know, uh, this is the whole thing about sobriety. Like, some things will work for some people and some things will not help you at all. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like it's good to get a lot of advice. A lot of different perspectives. But we have to remember that we don't have to take everyone's advice. Not everyone's perspective. Not everyone's opinion. Because if we literally did that, our brain would probably explode. Because there's too many opinions to keep track of. And I think that holding on to boundaries about your own well-being. You know, I started... It might get a little noisy here. I'm downtown. But, like, oh god. I don't know if everyone else has been watching the trials. Right now in Minneapolis, um, the person who murdered George Floyd is on trial. And, yeah, Siobhan, or whoever that monster is. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's going on in Minneapolis um, right now. And if anyone has really been following through with that, it's pretty horrendous. Like, it's one of those cases that you kind of have to watch in moderation. Like, you ha- it's good to watch because it's good to know the truth. It's good to know what people do. Um... To the citizens of Minneapolis, the people of Minneapolis, you know, because that's the thing. Is Floyd was a citizen of Minneapolis. He was a regular person, a citizen. I love. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> I might not use the right words, but you know what I mean. And um, yeah, just watch with care. I know I've watched until about day five today, day five, and you really have to watch them in sections. It's hard to see. But I won't talk too much about that because, you know, you just hope for the best and you think positive and you got to keep your mind focused. And I think everything will fall into place. I don't know how I got uh, sidetracked on that. Probably because walking through downtown I think of a lot of things and sometimes your mind just wanders, you know. Sometimes you just go from thought to thought and that's what's kind of tricky you know tricky about life is you can be fine and you can think you're great and then you know something will encounter you will encounter something or like feel something I almost think like life is like a big serious video game you know you move up in levels (laughs) you move up to be 20 years old like me and you just you know get through it and figure it out. I'm still at this weird middle of like, should I take life more seriously or if I should just have fun with it? You know, I feel like when the summertime comes after a cold, cold winter, you get these weird bursts of energy like, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do with my life now that the world is warm again? (laughs) Um, People that go through seasons understand this, I'm sure. But, so yeah, (laughs) if I seem, in these following podcasts, if I seem a little bit more energized, more a little bit more happy, I'm going to try to talk a little bit about more happier topics, um, more positivity around sobriety, 
and maintaining sobriety. And I really appreciate everyone that has been listening to my podcast so far. Um, Please enjoy the summer. Enjoy your day and safest, safest, safest of travels.